Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. If you were ever wondering if I could open the podcast with a six and a half minute song, the answer is yes, I can. And the evidence is I just did. That was Cadaverette. The song was called Tapping the Green Vein, and it's off of their new album, We Are Everything But Not Anything, mixed by Kurt Ballou at God City Studios. That's available now everywhere you stream things, but you can buy it on Bandcamp at their Bandcamp page. Pretty cheap, $20 for a record. That's what you want. That's what I want. Somebody send me one. Very cool mix of styles on this band. Very interesting. I listened to the whole record. You should do that too. I know this feels like you just listened to a whole record, but it wasn't. I assure you, there's, it's longer and it's better. And uh, the more you listen, the more you immerse yourself, the more you'll enjoy it. So go do that now. Wait, no. First, I want to point out that if you're like, hey, didn't we hear a Portland, Maine band last week? Yeah, you did. You know why? Because they, each unprovoked, seeked me out, sent an email and said, hey, Check out my band. And I said, awesome, I will. Here, I'll play it on this episode of the podcast. And I bring that up to encourage you to do the same with your bands. It's always interesting to me when this happens, because it's happened before in certain cities where it's like word gets out. This guy will play your music on his podcast if you send it to him. He will find an episode that fits your song and play it. I've done it before. Ask around. Ask St. Louis what I've done for them. I don't know who I don't know who you're going to talk to there, but uh, it's happened before. Okay, that's my point. So I just want to encourage you: if you got a band, if you put out music, send it my way. I will do what I can to help you promote and share it. Moving on, this episode features an interview with Chris Spencer of the legendary noise rock band Unsane. We talk for a little while about quite a few things, old and new. But first, Hot Zone. Chicky, make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? So 2022's about to be wrapped up. I guess not for everybody. The Chinese have a different New Year, as I understand. I don't know what their calendar looks like. I never investigated. I always just heard they have a different New Year. Does that mean their calendar? Does that mean January starts at a different time? Do they have January? How do you say January in Chinese? Do you say January in Chinese? I don't know. Lots of things I don't know. I thought I was pretty uh, updated on what's going on in the world, because today I finished watching the World's Cup. I, I watched the beginning of it, like everything in the beginning, and then I watched the end. So I feel like I did a pretty good job. A couple matches here and there in between, but uh, I was sick that first week, so it worked out perfectly. This one ended on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, or morning, I guess. And it was nice to sit down and watch that. Uh, it was kind of exciting in the beginning, and then a whole lot of nothing happened for a real long time. And then it got really exciting at the end again. And then for even longer, it kept going, and then it got exciting again, and then it ended. It was a long game. And uh, I think if you were to ask soccer people, they would say it was a good game. It seemed all right to me. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. So maybe I'll watch the next one. I'll probably forget in four years that I like this one. But maybe I won't. Maybe I will. I'm going to really root hard for Team USA in that one because uh, people don't like them here. It's a weird thing. They don't like them. Uh, anyway, congrats to Argentina and Lionel Messi. Is that how you say his name? For winning. Good for them. Seems like that was all that guy needed. I like greatness in sports. I truly do. I like when people win and win and win and win and win and can't be stopped. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's really interesting. I think it's good. Um, that's why I always still appreciated Tom Brady, despite 
him taking one of the Eagles Super Bowls away from me. It's why I like... Uh, it's not true. I don't like Michael Jordan. I don't like Kobe Bryant. So maybe I don't like winning so much. Uh, but, you know, Steph Curry's cool. Draymond Green, best athlete ever, other than Charles Barkley. So, you know, all right, that's going to be it for sports talk. I'm going to keep it light with the sports talk this time around. But I did go a different route. I went uh, I went soccer there first. So give me some give me some credit. All right, I'll take it. As far as the podcast goes, I've had a lot of uh, interesting people reaching out about interviews lately. So I got a lot of cool ones coming up, things I wasn't expecting here at the end of the year. Interesting thing where I have people reaching out to me for other people, which is uh, not always the way it goes. So you'll see what I got coming here in the next couple of weeks. Some cool ones, some that you might not like, some that <laughs> one in particular that you might like. Are you serious? You're talking to this fucking guy? And yeah, I am. I don't mind. Uh, that's just the way, that's just the way it goes sometimes. I'm doing what I want to do as I always have done with getting it out podcast. And I'm happy to continue to do that into another year. This is going to be the end of the fifth year of me doing this. That's longer than some of you have had children. That's longer than some of you have been alive. All right. That might not be true, but it could be if you just happen to be like walking through the room right now and you're like four and you know, you're like, Hey, that is, that's true. It would be true to that four year old. Might not be true to you, but stop being so selfish. Don't only think about yourself. It's the holidays, man. Think about other people. I got a little Charles Barkley toy on my desk. I want want you to know about it. It's a Space Jam, though. He's wearing a Space Jam jersey. Of course, he's wearing number 34, the greatest sports number of all time. And uh, he's just just here. He looks at me sometimes, and he looks at me uh, with distaste, which is something Charles Barkley might do. But he's in post position. He's about to barrel his shoulder into somebody, make some space. In real life, in Space Jam, on my desk, same post move. And it's one I appreciate and don't see much of anymore. I just watch those stupid Nets sneak one out against the lowly Pistons. But whatever. Moving on. No more sports talk. Okay. Let's go into show talk. There was a lot of local shows this weekend in uh, this central Pennsylvania area. A lot of bands that I've had on the podcast. I didn't go to any of the shows. My wife and I have been fighting illnesses for six months now. All right, a couple weeks. And we finally had some time where we didn't have to do anything. So we just tried to sit back, relax, and kick it. And we mostly did that. But around us, there was, I mean, right here locally in town was August Burns Red's Christmas Burns Red celebration, which didn't have any bands on it that I'm even familiar with or the ones they were. I am familiar with that don't really appreciate. But there was, uh, let's see, it was August Burns Red headline both nights. And then Norma Jean was on one of them. And then, then then the rest of the bands on that day, the Solid State Day, as they called it. I don't recognize any of them. I don't know any of them at all. And then the next day was uh, Shadow of Intent, which I think is the Halo band. And Brand of Sacrifice, or maybe it's Band of Sacrifice. I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, Era, is that that might be a band. Metalcore bands, right? And I'm sure for metalcore, metalcore people, this was a cool show. It looked like it went off great, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad for them. I'm glad for the people who attended, but it's not my type of show. What was my type of show that I didn't go to, that I wish I had, because I always see these videos afterwards. I get a little bit of FOMO, uh, but it was a long day. wouldn't have went well with us being sick, was uh, Keystone Holiday Jam, which we talked about in the last episode with Zach Barona, Carried by Six, who they, of course, played. This was filled with past Getting It Out podcast guests, by the way. It's Carried by Six, Hold My Own, Missing Link, End It. Shattered Realm, 
Death Before Dishonor, Agnostic Front, Wisdom and Chains, Bulldoze. Man, who else was on this? Life Agony, Terror Headline playing Lowest of the Low, Strife was on it. It's I'm missing people. I'm forgetting people here too. But uh, that's a, that's an exceptional lineup, and that happened right in Reading, Pennsylvania at Club Reverb, which I will always try to pump and support anytime I can on this podcast. Uh, if you were at those shows, that's awesome. Thanks for going to them. Thanks for making up for people like me who don't get out to shit anymore. You might be able to hear it in my voice still a little bit, the sickness. Or you might just be sick of hearing my voice. That's also a thing that can happen too. But before I go on any further, I should stop myself. I should stop myself and play a track from Unsane and then get into my conversation with Chris Spencer from Unsane. Of course, I briefly bring up the Unsane scrape video that we all know and that anybody around my age is uh, going to reference when you hear the name Unsane. I tried not to tried not to hammer him about that. I'm sure that man has talked about this at length. I even briefly threw in there the Tony Hawk soundtrack song. Again, didn't hammer him about it because I'm sure he's talking about it ad nauseum at this point. But we had a nice, quick conversation that I want to share with you. But first, alleged from Unsane.
Unsane's been in my life for a long time. Uh, early 90s, I think like anybody my age, the scrape video and then committed being on uh, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was like a weird way to yeah. find out about a band like yours, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but ever since then, you know, knowing the name and been keeping up, you, you it, it felt like to me, and I'm probably wrong, that you've kind of gone away and come back and gone away and come back, but that's not really the case, right? You've kind of, you've been pretty consistent this entire time, right? Yeah, kind of. We kind of take like break. We've kind of taken breaks in between and, you know, yeah, there's been like kind of off on periods of time, but I've kind of like I did other bands during yeah. different times just to do different shit. Um, but it's been kind of just consistent. You know, we know we all love doing it. So, um, or I love doing it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's been consistent. I mean, there's been, I think, five different drummers and three different bass players or, you know, so, but, you know, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you I mean, I've been keeping up with all the records and like you said, you, you relatively consistent and a lot of different member changes and you're the only original member since like 94, right? Um, uh, no, 88. No, no, no. I mean like since 94, you've been the only one who's oh, been in since no, 92, Charlie passed 92. in 92. Oh okay. yeah! Wow, it goes back farther than that. Yeah. So, well, I know like your your plans and what you're doing right now, what Unsane's doing right now with as far as reissuing records and this upcoming tour is focusing on early cuts. Why are we doing yeah. this? Why Why are you looking back? Uh, because the, the, during the whole middle period, we after Charlie died, Vinny came in as drummer, and he played really differently from Charlie. So we kind of were like, okay, we won't do those original songs from the first, you know, couple albums um, and just move on. So we didn't do those songs forever. So then getting the rights back to the songs, I was like, man, it would be fucking awesome to go back and play those songs. Like so fun. And it is. Yeah. So it just kind of was like, well, I didn't get to play these for 20 years. You know, when I, now that we're reissuing the actual album, it'd be fun to go out and do a tour and just do those songs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th I think it's very cool. And of course, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about that. Speaking about lineup, who's who is in the band right now? I know you recently had two new guys join you. So how did this? Yeah, happen? John Citizen and Eric Cooper, or Cooper is what we call him. Uh, Cooper, I've known since I was like I don't know, man, early twenties, and Cooper was in his late teens, and John is just an old friend. Um, we just went. Todd, my manager, got all the stuff back all the rights back to all the shit, mm. all the music. Um, then it was total pandemic lockdown and me and Coop and John just started playing the early shit just for fun. And yeah. then we were like, Oh, you know, we can go out and actually play this for people. Um, and I actually called Dave and Vinny who were the last guys in the band in 20, 2017 called them and they were cool with it. Um, they said, cool. Yeah. If you want, you know, and I, sh I sent them a video of us doing stuff, but then, uh, and now there's been a Vinny started this our old drummer started this whole social media thing, which is really weird because I asked him if he wanted to play. I asked him, you know, he lives. They both he lives in Mexico. Dave lives in Italy. So it was oh, like, wow. you know, <laughs> are you cool with this? Do you want to play? No, they didn't want to, and they were cool with it. So, but now there's been like this Vinny going on social media, being like, I worked in this band forever, but uh, you know, it's kind of like. I asked, I did everything I could. 
Um, but that was not happening. And Vinny has a very different style from the way these songs are. So to do them now, you really need a drummer who fits that style, you know? So it's, it's is, fun. Is, is, Vinny, is Vinny the drummer that Steve Albini called a metal drummer? Is that the... Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> who, he, he hates that. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought so. Um, but for what it's worth, I, I wasn't even aware that there was a, a social media, a social media like drama. Oh, uh, you weren't? Yeah, it's just really no. weird today. No. There was some post, Vinny just goes out, we worked on this forever, and how can he do this? And, you know, and I was like, and it's kind of like, well, I did everything I could. I reached out to you. You know, I tried. I did everything I could. And also, like I was saying, the songs are just played very differently. Like now the whole thing is way more aggressive and kind of faster and just sort of like the, the way the early shit is, you know? Yeah. 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 That, that I guess that the early stuff, I mean, had to, it was, was it, I don't know, you tell me, was it more of a product of your environment in those, uh, in that New York City late 80s? Early oh, 90s? totally. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And also the way I wrote, just by myself uh, was more aggressive. I felt like, you know, just early shit, you know? So, yeah, but it's, I love being able to go back and do it. It's it's fucking awesome. I just got a five weeks <laughs> tour and it was like the, maybe possibly the most fun tour of my life. So <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I, I, I love, I love talking about that with people who've been doing music for a long time. And it feels like, especially feels like coming out of the pandemic that people are having more fun doing it now than they ever have before. And I think, cause a lot of things got put in perspective, expectations have changed, you know, and yeah. it's, it feels like people are doing it for a different reason now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, that everybody's, uh, there are a lot of bands out there touring right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> For sure. Well, you mentioned you just got off of a European tour. You said five weeks long? Yeah, it was five and a half weeks or something. It was like 36 or 35 shows, something like that. Wow. It was, wow. we only had three days off and they were all days on a ferry. <laughs> so they were travel days, not really days off. It was, it was right. pretty, it was fun, but it was grueling. Is that the first you've done since the, everything got lifted and the world reopened? Uh, kind of, yeah. We just kind of did single shows like Dallas, Austin, New York. You know, we just did a few singles and then we did this. Right, right. Well, in this, and you mentioned like you know you you got you hooked up with these guys through the pandemic and started playing these songs. How were those years for you? Just like for insane? Because I, I know now you now you're doing this Lamb Unlimited thing. I don't know. Is that something that came from that time off as well? Oh, Lamb Unlimited. No, yeah. Lamb Unlimited was kind of started. A friend of mine was working at 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 Alternative Tentacles at one point and was quitting his job. And I was doing this band, The Cutthroats Nine. And he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's start a label, you know. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you want to run it, you know. And he was into it. So we kind of started it way back then. And then once Todd got all the all the material back, he proposed a deal with this thing called Virtual Label that does fulfillment and keeps track of all your internet shit and, you know, does basically most of the grunt work for you. Yeah. Um, all I do is really supply, like, artwork and albums, reissue stuff, you know, which is cool. Um, so then they were like, okay, we'll do all the fulfillment and you have your, you know, you start a label, you know, and then you can do whatever you want and we'll help you put it out. So then I went back to using Lamb Unlimited. Well, the, if the first thing you released, uh, it looks like is improvised munitions and, uh, and the demos. Yeah. What's the story behind why that was never put out on what the record <laughs> was? What's, why, why, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why are well, we doing that? We were like living in a van, me and Pete Charlie, and we were touring all over the place. And we came back to New York, and this guy, Ernie Cigarelli, who ran uh, circuit records, he had done like surgery and cop to cop. He was doing cop to cop, but he was about to. But he, uh, we didn't have any deal or anything, but he offered us a deal. Um, and then one, so we recorded these songs real quick. We just kind of get them done between tours. And then uh, one night he shows up at the Pyramid Club and hands me a test pressing after we record it all and proceeds to just dis- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Disappear altogether. Just <laughs> totally gone. Missing, no phone calls, no nothing. Um, so we were like, holy shit, this is not going to come out. Uh, or, you know, there's no way it can come out. Um, apparently he was really into Coke and had maybe some giant Coke debt. Um, so he, he just vanished. And then, uh, I had the test pressing. I put it in my house in my apartment and yeah. then went back out on tour while I was gone. My junkie roommates sold all my records, all my vinyl that I had in my room. Um, and so the test pressing was one of the things they sold cut to uh, 20 something years later. Uh, I find out that a guy has, has a cassette of it, tracked him down, found out where he got the cassette from. Finally found out so this guy, Jordan, uh, who had bought the record down a lower East side, uh, at a used record store. It had no markings. on it was a test pressing. There was no artwork. So yeah. he just played it and was like oh my god this is insane stashed it <laughs> and so i found him with this pristine test pressing so we remastered it put that out to finally get it out um at the time when it didn't come out we went on tour right after that i think it was like an eight week thing and i was recording all this in between song noise that we were doing and all this stuff so then when we actually put out the self-titled, we used a lot of the live noise in between songs. And so like similar, you know, some of the, just most of the songs from the first record were re-recorded and put on yeah. that self-titled. But, um, but yeah, I kind of gave it more development once we actually did put out the self-titled, you know, to do that and have it not come out and then redo it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's 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 very it's it's very cool. It's a it's a funny story. Not funny, ha ha. Well, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just sucks, typical but, yeah. of that time, man. The guy is just. I mean, who knows if he was killed or what the fuck happened? You know, he just kind of disappeared. So, like, you so, never know. Nobody's ever that. heard from him since. Nobody. I've never heard anybody having any contact with him. Yeah, he's since in, he's in a river. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Who's so it's. 
Yeah, right, right. It was cool to see these uh, these songs uh, getting like an official release, you know. Um, yeah, and 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 you know, I, I don't know. That's just a. I, it's who who was I talking? I was talking to some like older older metal guys about like you know the how the the well of material eventually is going to run dry, but to have like a whole album like the well of old unreleased stuff, but to have like a whole whole album to unearth is pretty damn cool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we threw some demo shit on there. There was a couple of few tracks that, because uh, it was a pretty short record, like way too yeah. short. I think it might have, should have probably been a 10 inch. But um, but yeah, so I had these old demos. I used to take like CDs and List Marl Lounge and ABC No Rio and stuff. So we threw a few couple of those on there to kind of give it a little more weight, you know. Right, right. Well, I saw you, you pressed these uh, in pretty limited quantities, this and the self-titled, uh, and took them to Europe. Did you did you re-up for this upcoming American tour? Oh, yeah, we have a few. We have a few. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Those were actually pressed in the Czech Republic. Mm, that's um, where a lot of them we, went on, we, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, there weren't that many. I think we might repress those, actually, because um, we pretty much sold out uh, almost all of them on this last tour. So yeah. I think we have a few left. Cool. Well, tell me about the this upcoming tour. You're doing a tour in February, which is mostly West Coast. Maybe, maybe you'd say some Midwest. I don't know how we uh, categorize uh, that. Sort of. Yeah, there's like yeah. Omaha. It's like Denver, Omaha, Kansas City, Dallas, and then down to Dallas. It's kind of it's really just like a loop from basically Austin out to the West Coast, up to Seattle and over through Boise and stuff. Um, but yeah, big West Coast loop. Why this area? Why not the full U.S.? What's what's the deal? Why did you oh, why did you short us? Because uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we just kind of wanted to kind of do a short one, and then we'll do an East Coast one later. We also have a Europe tour coming up May, uh, May and June of twenty three. That's another long one, and then Australia in at the end of September in the fall. So who yeah. knows? There may we may squeeze in a East Coast thing in there somewhere. Maybe we're, we're thinking about it, but we kind of want to write some stuff. So you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Well, I had to assume there was a there was another Europe tour happening with the announcement that you're playing London's Desert Fest. But I, I mean, I guess oh, you're yeah. for one show, but that wouldn't that I don't know economically how much sense that makes. Yeah, no, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Flights aren't that cheap, you know. Um, right. No, it's it's a bunch of you know we're doing a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of shows I, it's a long one i think that one's another like i think it's almost five weeks about the same little over a month yeah so um early cuts what does the early cuts constitute what where where what falls in that range and under that title uh, the early cuts. singles record self-titled record improvised munitions um it's all just the early shit and really to me just really the most viable of it because there were some where i would just do crazy backwards shit on them and stuff in the studio and some of those we're not doing uh we are doing a little bit of kind of older stuff a few of them you know um fill it out the set is it's pretty long we've been doing like 55 an hour you know i mean if we really we just love to play man so yeah. there have been some shows where we kind of keep going for like an hour and 15, hour and 20. So who knows? Just play it by ear. That's awesome. Well, I see, I mean, at least on the uh, the tour poster here, it looks like you're going out by yourself. Is there anybody going on this tour with you? You guys are solo. Oh, on the on the West Coast thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all just local bands. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, local openers which I'm kind of so, in favor of. I mean, I like touring with people and stuff, but, you know, it's kind of cool to see new 
you know, to me, new anyway, uh, local bands. Right. Yeah. Every night, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, probably. Most likely. Um, yeah. But, hopefully uh, you're surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned like, you know, it's, it's fun to play the old stuff with these guys, but you want to work on new stuff. Is there a, is there stuff? Is there material unsane an unsane era that you actually prefer? Do you like the older stuff better? Or you- <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of, me personally, I really like this early shit. I really like playing. I guess I just played that middle stuff so much that I got just kind of worn out. I was just like, oh, my God, again, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> so I really like doing the early stuff. I don't know. You know, we kind of, I was thinking about it the other day because I've been, I've been, since I've been home, I've been just recording ideas. I'll think of something and I'll just go run into the room and record it real quick. So I have, I have like five now, five or six, but I kind of, uh, am freed up to a way to a certain extent to just do whatever I want, you know? And, uh, and I mean, it's always kind of like that initially, but I realized, you know, it's kind of the, the drumming is very different in the middle period from the early stuff. So I kind of like the crazy psychotic over the top drumming. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, so I guess the, are these guys that you got Cooper and um, I'm sorry, I forget his other name. Uh, John, are they are they considered? Is, is this like the band going forward? Or are they just doing these shows with you? I mean, we're we're just playing music, man. We're we're yeah. going, doing uh, early cuts for a while. We still have those, you know, a few more tours, and we'll see how it goes, man. We're just we're talking about recording, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a good sign, I guess. You know? Yeah, it's cool. It's going great, man. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Well, you mentioned that it's that it feels so so fun again. You know, you're revisiting old stuff. You're playing with new people. Is there one thing that makes it that maybe makes it so fun, or you just think it's a combination of all of this? It's really a combination. Yeah, like being really good friends and all just hanging out together and everybody, you know, loving each other and fucking just playing every night, playing well, yeah. having great shows. You know, just fucking all all these things kind of put into one thing that that makes it really you know, really fun. It's, yeah. If it was just one thing, be like, oh yeah, but this was better back, you know, back in the day. <laughs> but you can't really look back like that, you know? It's kind of like, let's just fucking keep moving forward, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I gotta imagine there's, there's always been, because there always is with bands who've been around a while, some fans of set band that prefers the earlier stuff and is really vocal about it. Um, yeah. Have you, fa- have you found that you've pleased these people who have been clamoring for old music the the entire oh, totally, the last 20 years totally yeah. totally yeah this tour was amazing like it just to because it, it i don't know whatever we're we're having fun and it's good and you know it's uh it's pretty blistering um and it really we're doing it's it's a whole it was when i when i was doing it early i would like loop shit in between songs and feedback and do all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy noise um so i'm doing it in that format now still you know the guitar stuff um so it really is you know i mean whatever it's not charlie but um but it really uh it is that sort of attitude you know towards the whole situation it's like real noise early noise stuff um so you know it's just a different approach i feel like yeah yeah well you mentioned like that early 
noise stuff. And you, of course, get credited as being one of the most popular, or at least well-known and influential noise rock bands. Um, well, does, well, thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can't imagine I'm the only one who thinks that. Do you, do you feel that respect? Does it seem like you guys are put on a bit of a, a, a like I would say, a well-deserved pedestal as far as where your place in oh. the genre? I don't know. I mean, I would hate to rest on the laurels there. You know what I mean? Like, it's better to just be a blistering band. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it's cool to get the respect. Awesome. You know, it's cool. But if if it was getting weak, I would just be totally bummed all the time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't go through life just watching, you know, having shit fuck up, you know. So, you know, yes, that's great. It's cool. And it does seem like we, you know, we, people come see us play and stuff. So, you know, there is that approval thing. And then the shows have been really good. There's been like crazy mosh pits and people flying all over and kind of crazy <laughs> crap going on. So it's all going well, you know. Well, sp- speaking of crazy crap um, and back to the early days in New York City, I don't I, that's that's before my time. Of course, I'm only 38. So it's that's a couple oh. years ahead of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is funny to say, you know, because it was like I'm not young by any. <laughs> by, yeah, no, by I'm any. just old. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but uh, t- tell me about just out of curiosity the uh, the scene that Unsane came out of. Because when I hear CBGBs, ABC No Rio, New York City, I think of the hardcore scene that was happening then, and. I've always felt like the unsane aesthetic, the bold lettering, the, I mean, even just the look of you guys, you, you, you almost looked like you fit in there, but musically it was quite a few steps away, but still close. What, what was that like? Yeah. Hardcore, hardcore at the time there was like, I mean, there was shit going on, but it was kind of past that, you know, it already kind of, yeah, it's kind of dying out. it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like it was kind of dying out. Um, but there was like the CDs matinee on Sundays I'd go to every once in a while. You know, you see, it was like hardcore bands all the time. But then there was also the other six days of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? So there was a lot of shit going on. And it was really kind of a cool scene. Like us and Cop Shoot Cop and Pussy Galore all shared a practice space on Avenue B um, in a base in this basement space. Um and bands were really supportive of each other. You know, we'd like do shows together and everybody it was like this whole network of people hanging out, just kind of doing shows all the time at the Lismar, the Pyramid, CBs, ABC No Rio. You know, there were a bunch of places to play just locally. So yeah. we kind of like when we first started out, we were doing a shit ton of shows. We'd be playing, you know, once a month, twice a month, you know. And then as we started touring more, we had and we had to kind of cool it out. You know, you can't play all the time for a year, you know, 10 years, yeah. <laughs> you know, after a couple of years, we started to go, okay, let's get in the van. You know, we got to move out um, and get out of the scene. Then we'd come back and play with, you know, all the, our sort of contemporaries of the time. It was kind of, it was pretty cool, man. All the band, bands didn't sound the same, but there yeah. was definitely a whole group of bands all kind of, you know, creating this whole scene that was going on. It was cool. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think that's one of the cool things about Unsane and honestly about the the genre that you guys kind of play in is that it it's able to transcend to, uh, you know, it, it's not crazy to see you playing shows with. I mean, I know you were stuck on some weird, show, weird tours for a while, but. Um, oh, yeah, yeah man, we did Slayer. That was a weird one. <laughs> that's so cool, though. I mean, even if it was. It was weird. Night, I mean, Tom, so Araya, cool. Tom Araya told me we were the only band that no one threw anything at, which was amazing. 
I don't. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure why I, that happened. But from um, what I understand, you had a you had a nice formula though for that, and why that didn't happen. Well, yeah, we did the noise between songs. Just don't give the crowd a second to fucking yell at you. You know, just keep just keep going. Like one or just say Slayer. Right? You know, half hour song as an opener. You know, it's like, hi, here you go. And then see ya, you know, <laughs> you know, and then leave the noise going while you're even leaving, you know? So yeah, it was, it was kind of a shock tactic thing. It was good. It actually, yeah, strangely no, enough, worked. I didn't think it was, I didn't, I had no idea if that kind of behavior was going to work, but it actually did. So, Hey, you know how, you know how it is. You know, that, that old, uh, like adage, if you want to get out of a fight, just act crazy, you know? And, uh, I guess so. I, I didn't think it was that crazy, but you know, that's pretty funny. I guess it must've, it must've seemed a little crazy, but yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> well, um, just, to, not necessarily to speak about that, but I mean, it's been a long career for you for unsane. Um, is there a, is there a period or maybe it's still coming. Maybe it's now that you consider like a, the peak unsane period. Like, is there a favorite moment for you so far? Wow. Um, I mean, the, in the very early years, there's been a few. Uh, there's like plant doing um, the peel sessions. John yeah, working, yeah. you know, calling up John, John Peel, calling me on my home phone number and back in the day <laughs> and like calling him back and getting his kid on the phone and going to the BBC and actually doing the peel session with Pete and Charlie was huge. Like to me, I couldn't believe that I would ever be doing a peel session. And then there were some festivals that me and Dave and Vinny did that were insane and awesome, like huge that I really never imagined I would be doing that kind of thing. And then later on this most recent tour, there's been just really rowdy, crazy, packed, huge. Like at one point there was a show on this last tour where they, in the middle of the set, they turned on the house lights and I didn't realize that the place had a balcony and was like, you know, it was like thousands of people. <laughs> And I didn't realize that at all. So they turned on these lights. I was like, oh, my God, like, how did I get here? You know, it's kind of, I don't know. That's just stuff I, I never would have imagined I'd be in that situation. That was awesome. You know, it's like, it just feels good. It's cool to, it's cool that people are into it. You know, I never thought people would be into this kind of music, honestly. Yeah, especially uh, 40, well, how many years? 30 years later? That's, uh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And to have those yeah. big crowds still coming out. Um, well, yeah, I, no I, shit. I, I, and I had to ask because again, just my own curiosity, do you ever feel boxed in simply on the blood on the cover of the albums? Cause I like it. No. But I mean, it might get a, I don't know. No, maybe. cause I know like I can do whatever, you know, yeah. it, it, there's a, <laughs> I, plenty like, of variations. I love horror movies and, you know, <laughs> and I went to NYU film school and stuff. I, I like using that medium you know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I like doing crime scenes. I like doing things that look sort of tragic and fucked up with shit tons of blood. Um, <laughs> no, I just, that's how I like doing shit. I don't feel boxed in at all. It's kind of like with the way the music is, the way it sounds. I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, you should really do, you know, different shit. Fuck that. I feel good, man. It's fucking, <laughs> I love what I do, you know. So if, if I'm bummed at something, then I feel like I'm not being creative, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a very that's that's right. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and I, I again, there's a lot of room there. That, 
Yeah, there's, yeah, you can go anywhere. There's a lot of room there to work, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of blood in the body, a lot of different scenarios. Yeah. Spill it. <laughs> different ways of using it, you know. <laughs> well, all right. So um, one one last time real quick, you got this this tour. It kicks off. Uh, it's pretty much the whole month of February, uh, almost, which is. Uh, yeah, it's like two. Yeah, it's like 20 days, like three weeks. It's from the 6th to the 26th, so. Yeah, yeah. Twenty days in the middle of February uh, might be a rough time to go to Denver, but that's your fault. Um, yeah, no shit. I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. In Boise too. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so you're doing that, and then you got obviously his plans for Europe and and Desert Fest in May. Um, yeah. You mentioned possibly Australia. You're writing new yeah. stuff. Um, is there like a new life into Unsane? Is this something that you? You seem you seem excited oh, about where you're going. Yeah, I guess so. Getting the rights back to all our shit really changed things, and running a label where you're reissu- reissuing the old stuff—it's just really fun to be able to like me and my my friend, our manager Todd. Uh, he's cool with running a bunch of shit. I can do what I can. You know, we have virtual to help us out. So the whole opportunity to sort of control your fate, you know, <laughs> where you're not—I yeah. mean, some of the labels we've been on have been the coolest people ever. You know, like Ipecac's awesome, Greg Workman, you know, all those guys. Um, and Tom Hazelmeyer, like Amrep. We've been on some really cool labels, very nice, you know, cool people. But to, you know, put, re able to re- reissue the old stuff and play it and get out there and just fucking play. I mean, I guess during the pandemic, I just kind of realized, like, what am I doing? I should be playing more, you know. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's very cool. How how far do you have the rights up to for the Unsane records now? Like, how far are these reissues going to go? Oh, uh, I think Sterilize. We're almost up to we're almost up to Sterilize. Oh, I think wow. Rec. I think we got Rec. Yeah, so we're almost to Sterilize. So we almost have it all. But then uh, Total Destruction was on Atlantic, which somehow yeah. there was some weird clause in their thing where they still own it. So we're going to see. They might be cool by the time we get there and let us use it. So we'll see. That will be cool. Um, but, yeah, that sucked. I mean, that's it sucks that if, if you can only – if you just got to miss one. But, hey, you, you're, doing, you're doing good <laughs> so far. One's not there, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But then Matador, re, Matador repressed it, too, and they may do that again. Yeah. So who knows, you know.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Chris Spencer of Insane. And the song you just heard was Organ Donor, which of course is the lead-off track off of Unsane, the self-titled debut album released in 1991, recently reissued by his own Lamb Unlimited Records. Check it out now. Go buy it. It's available on Bandcamp. Stream it. Order the LP. I believe there's a CD version as well. Do not hesitate. Get that now. It's got that classic, gruesome, gory album cover with the train tracks and the guy in the members only jacket. You know which one I'm talking about. There's blood, as there is with everything that Unsane does. And it's a lot of hard work, sweat, and blood, and tears put into the music, so it makes sense that that's the way the art looks, too. Again, thanks to Chris for taking the time to have a conversation with me. I appreciate it. And of course, if you're out west or barely in the Midwest, go check them out on their February U.S. tour. I'm sure it will be worth it. And if you're in Europe, it's coming your way. And if you're in your East Coast, you're screwed like me. We got nothing. We are poor and we have no unsane to look forward to in the near future. But it seems like there might be some new music coming through the pipeline. We'll see. And speaking of new music, I'm going to end this episode with new music from Salvation, Chicago noise rock band. They got the new album, Mock, out now on Reptilian Records. Great record label, great album. It's been out for about a week now. You can check it out almost everywhere. I don't know if it's on streaming services, though, so you got to go order it. I'm going to say that. Or listen to it on Bandcamp, but definitely go order yourself a vinyl copy. I'm waiting for mine. It hasn't arrived yet. Very excited. It's got a very cool cover. Uh, I want to share one more song with you before, and then that's it. I'm not sharing any more salvation with you. You're going to have to get it on your own. This one is called AM Radio. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.